Hey guys, this is Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs. I'm excited to announce that my show, The Compound, is now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Join me and my teammates, Dakota Meckis and Zach Short. This week, we welcome Cubs first baseman, World Series champion, Anthony Rizzo to The Compound. Check it out. Subscribe. The Compound on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. It's a walk-off. Holden Kushner, Ryan Spader, at the Ace of Spader on Twitter, at Holden Radio on Twitter. Spader, we got a lot going on here. We have not yet watched the Sosa McGuire documentary because we're going to talk about that later in the week. But, you know, I definitely want to get into this latest squabble between the players and the owners and, of course, Rob Manfred, your favorite person of all time. But before we do that, before we do that, how the hell are you? And I know you got a lot of awesome McGuire stats. How are you? I'm doing great, but, you know, let's forego the McGuire stat and just let's talk about how um, I get to dance on the graves of people who told me I was full of shit six months ago. You want to start with that? Let's go. All right, fine. (laughs) Now, I will say this. If I went back, I listened. I was actually in agreement with you. Uh, You actually had some information, though. So here's what happened. Um you said we were going to talk about cheating, and this this was the big topic, so we'll just get into this now. So cheating. The Astros got busted cheating. Uh, the Yankees, who are likely busted, um, are going to be in trouble in all likelihood. Manfred might be in trouble. This is not, before we get into any of this, this does not let the Astros off the hook. I'm hearing, I see Correa saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. The Astros are still guilty. They have nothing to brag about. They have nothing to be happy about, but... Now it's the Yankees and maybe Manfred covering up. So tell everybody to fuck off. <laughs> Do it. I'm not going to say fuck off to everybody. but You I, just did. It's, it's aggravating to me that the number of people who um, would swarm, because as you know, I have open DMs, uh, but would swarm even just my mentions and my DMs tell me I don't know what I'm talking about and everything. And I, I heard from just numerous players, not just Astros guys, but different guys that – there were other teams involved in this, and the Yankees were always one that was pointed at. And um, they may or may not have been using means that are even more nefarious than what the Astros were doing, banging on a trash can. And um, it, it, I hope everything that happened comes to light. I, I'm not confident that it will, but I, I do think that they're going to end up being... Um, Uh, fingered in all of this so what do you think um they were doing i mean did anybody tell you what they were doing were they taking pictures and looking at them what were the yankees doing they they have and i'm 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 just not in a position where i'm comfortable saying exactly and i know you hate me for it yeah i do (laughs) but um i i've seen some things and it's uh 
it's bad and it it, it will come out but I'm not I like I said I, I fancy myself a ball player not a reporter I'm well hold on a second you're not have to be a reporter if you got information you and I are having a conversation here here just tell me did the is the picture thing a true true and is that even illegal to take pictures and pass it around I don't even know what you're speaking about specifically well what i heard was they were just taking pictures and they print them out and then they bring it in the dugout and then they'd study those pictures now i, I will that's tell you not it's illegal a, it's a lot uh a lot more in depth than that all right give me a give me a hint and that's all you got to give me i the hint i would give is, from what i have heard is that it is a lot more serious than banging on a trash can now, here's what is really interesting about this is that there's a report that Manfred may have been on, on this to cover it up. And you have said this, and I'm right there with you. If there's multiple teams doing it, that's why you don't come down hard on the Astros because you don't want the rest coming out. Right. The problem with that is, is that everything's always going to come out. Okay, when, it, when it's a cheating scandal of this size, it's going to come out. So everything will come out. There will be names redacted from whatever document that this is that manfred sent around but in all likelihood and this would not surprise me manfred the commissioner of baseball laid on a grenade for the yankees true or false i wouldn't say he laid on a grenade i i I think he threw the astros on a grenade for the yankees uh or threw the astros on a grenade for the rest of the league who was doing the exact same thing and um i don't think it's any different than the um, steroid era, as I said many, many times, like it's it's widely accepted that Bud Selig caused all of this and he benefited from all of this, and he's in the Hall of Fame today. We, you know, uh, people heal with time, and and I think this was kind of the same thing that they were just kind of hoping time would heal this and and we'd move on. But um, it, it's come out a lot sooner than um, Major League Baseball had hoped it would. You think Manfred's in trouble? You think he did something? Um, uh, kind of. <laughs> you kind of do. <laughs> yeah. Really? So here, this this opens up a can of worms then, because the Yankees doing it is one thing, okay? And the fact that Aaron Judge came out and ripped the Astros, that that's that, weak. That really bothered me. When yeah, it, that's when weak. it came out, and he was he did the googly eyes and all that shit on Twitter, and I was like, dude. Come on! Look at your home road splits. Do you do do you want me to drop them? Do you want to do a Spader stats on uh, his home road splits? How how different they are? There's some really good Yankee ones too, and it's not just them. Like you go back to the and this was 2017, from what I. All right. So both real quick, both teams were cheating, and the team with the trash can beat the other team. Uh, I'm I'm still not in a position where I'm going to say. Anybody who was not, uh, I guess, indicted, I don't even know what the word is, to in all this uh, was cheating, but it was more than just the Astros. And to me, the numbers, um, they speak. And if you look at the 2017 home road splits, you got Astros, uh, Jose Altuve at home, he batted 311, 371, 463, where he was allegedly cheating. On the road, he batted 381, 70 points higher. 449, which is nearly 75 points higher, and 633. You know, listen, hold on a second. You can't justify what the Astros did by just saying Altuve did it good on the road and and at home. Okay, there's no justification there. That's fine that he can do that. 
But the team as a whole, their stats were almost identical. They were almost the same. Then and they were know, stupid for doing it because and, it didn't help them. Yeah, I know, and I know somebody who I spoke to who played for the Astros when they were, you know, quote unquote cheating. And this individual told me he got a, a trash can bang twice, and it was for a fastball, two different times. He got a trash can bang, got a fastball coming. Well, it was up and out of the zone, and both times he swung and missed. And he was like, "To hell with this! I, I, I don't want to know what's coming because it makes me worse." And I, I think there's some stock to be put in that. But then look at Aaron Judge's uh, numbers home and road in 2017. He was 312, 440, 725 at home, and 256, 404, 531 on the road. Far superior hitter at home than on the road. And sure, you have that uh, whole Yankee Stadium is a bandbox thing, but those, those are numbers that, you, you know, you, they're kind of eye opening. The Aaron Judge one where he hit 333 at home at .074 on the road in 2017 postseason. That was not good. No, that's brutal. And you're right. I mean, it was Sanchino. It was Gregorius. It was Bird. It was Judge. Now, do we know that the Yankees are cheaters? Or is this just something you've heard? This report came out and really didn't give any sort of detail as to what the Yankees were doing if they cheated. Again, um, I'm, I'm not... I. I I'm not going to say the Yankees definitely did something, but it, like I said, it's it's one of the teams that I've heard uh, implicated many times by different players, different um, media people, different coaches and stuff. And I, I think that Major League Baseball has certain people in their pockets that they wanted to protect the Yankees because the Yankees are the face of baseball for the world. And I... I, I I just think that they were looking out for the Yankees and this shit's going to come out. I actually understand where Manfred's coming from. It's just that you can't do that. You can't cover anything up. And he should get in trouble for it too. But the question is, how do you punish Rob Manfred? The only people that can punish him are the owners. And the owners don't seem to care. <laughs> what do they care? Uh, maybe the Red Sox ownership will get upset at this, but who knows if the Red Sox are another team that you we don't know which teams did it so i kind of feel like manfred might not even lose his job over this if he was doing something nefarious because other teams don't want to <laughs> if other teams were cheating they don't want to come out and get busted for that and i think that's what it comes down to and the fact of the matter is the red sox aren't going to do anything because they already lost their head coach right the this this whole thing is a mess major league baseball had a golden opportunity to say look Teams are using technology in a uh, nefarious way, and they're using so to gain a competitive advantage. This is what we're doing to prevent it from happening in the future. It's not just the Astros. It's happening league-wide, and we're going to fix this. And they didn't do that. And now here we are where something leaks out about the Yankees. And then, of course, you got every single um, Yankees reporter saying, no, the Yankees are innocent. The, the, the report's bullshit and everything. And I'm sorry I'm not buying this when I was getting this information six months ago. Why are the Yankees reporters doing this? I don't, I don't get it. It's not their job to be champions of the team. So well, they're either saying to report them, right? Well, they're either saying it because people with the Yankees are saying it's complete BS or they're saying it because they're fans of the team. And I think that at this point, I don't think 
you could say that every journalist is going to be unbiased. As a matter of fact, just about every one of them are. You know, if you're a beat writer covering a team, you want that team to win every game. You want to go through the World Series, man. You don't want your season to be over. Put money in your pocket. Yes, yes. So, listen, anytime you read something from a team beat writer, they, of course, they're going to be biased. I mean, sometimes they'll write things that are difficult uh, for the team that they're covering, but ultimately, selfishly, they want that team to win. They want that team to win. It's good for them. It's good exposure for them. Maybe it's more money for them. I don't know. But it doesn't make sense that the if there I didn't see any of these reporters, but if any of the reporters came out and said that, that that doesn't make sense to me yeah. unless they have proof that the Yankees didn't cheat. No, there there was quite a few who were saying that like this this report coming out about the Yankees is BS and um, um, it's it's been proven that it's false. But to me, like, then why are there accusations, right? It's a hell of a good question. All right, buddy, there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners at betonline.ag. I mean, sports are starting to make their way back, though. BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. If you need even more, they've got simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. If you're looking for something else besides for sports, BetOnline has hundreds of casino games. they got poker tournaments, prop bets. Visit betonline.ag, use the promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. So here we go. We got the battle between the MLB Players Association and Major League Baseball, and it has become the ultimate public pissing match. I'm just frustrated with baseball, so I apologize for my for my language here. Uh, basically, here's what the players said. They said, you're not going to negotiate with us. You're not going to give us what you want. Fine. We'll go back to work whenever you're ready. Force us go back to work. They said, it's time to get back. Tell us when. Tell us where. And what this is, is forcing the owner's hands and basically saying that if you don't give us everything we want, we will have a work stoppage after 2021. That, that's what I heard. That's just what I took from this. Do you know we are currently in a world where we could potentially not have baseball for two years? Correct. We talked about that. So this year and then next year, we wouldn't have anything, right? Because of the CBA. And I think I said I I misspoke and I said that it was after 2021. I think it's up heading in like after heading into yeah, heading into after 2020. So think about that. Two years without baseball. Huh? That would be be awful. (laughs) Well, if you want to talk about the death of a sport, that's it. The nails in the coffin. And you would have thought by now the two sides would have realized that they could have made a ton of money coming back, but they haven't. So it makes me wonder as to whether or not these two sides are so stubborn and really stupid business-wise. You would say, oh, billionaires, they're not stupid. Millionaires, they're not they're stupid. Though. I don't understand. I don't understand how you cannot look at this as an investment in the future of the sport. You own a fucking team. You want this to, like, how can you not be bullish on your own investment? It blows my mind. Yeah, I don't understand either. And I know that there's been, I th- who was it, DeWitt, the Cardinals owner? He's like, oh, it's not that profitable. Bullshit. They, all your teams are profitable. You don't get into owning a baseball team just because it suits your ego. You get into it because you want to make money too. What was, um, it was a really good tweet from um, Scherzer. It made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, just, yeah. I know he, what you're he, talking he, about. Yeah, he said something along the lines of, uh, you know what else isn't profitable? Amazon. 
I know like we net, said that. Net yeah. profitable. Yeah, it's not net profitable. It took me a second, actually, to figure out whether he was making a joke or not. Because, you know, reading, you really can't tell the joke all the time. But it was a good joke. And nobody's crying for the owners anymore. And I'm still the one here that... I, I I'm not sympathetic with the players either. It's like yeah, I'm stuck in the middle too. Go man. get in a goddamn room and figure it out. And if you don't want to, then don't do it. It's as simple as that, man. Like make up your minds already. Manfred said 100% we're gonna have baseball. Fine. If we're 100% we're gonna have baseball, neither side wants to negotiate it. Send them back and play the damn game. Let's get it going. The owners are gonna get what they want. They're gonna play whatever 50 games in. Uh, 50. 48, 60, 65 games. I don't know what it is, but they're going to get what they want if they just send the players back out there. And let me say this too, because everybody's on the player's side and they have a legitimate gripe. But there was also, and I remember reading this when that negotiation came down, it was a collective bargain agreement. And they said, we have the right to renegotiate this deal if there are no fans in the stands. There, this was in the clause. Yep. Everyone's ripping the players, but they agreed to this stupid, stupid addendum. So I don't understand it. So the players, guys, you went in and you agreed to one deal. Now you want to back out of it. Oh, what the owners are doing is they're defending what is in the contract because you were stupid enough to sign that contract. Okay. Now the owners are not budging one bit and they deserve a whole bunch of blame. And they look like assholes because the guys like DeWitt that come out and say that they're hurting for money. That's not the truth. It's not the truth at all. It's a goddamn lie. And especially in this point in time where people are struggling with money, so many people have been laid off. I, I mean, I got pandemic assistance. I'm not proud of that, but I had to because my full-time job that I was going to start, I can't do it anymore. And this guy's saying it's not that profitable. Good. Then sell the team, sell the team. If it's not profitable. It's very frustrating. And, you know, from the player side, again, you want to back out of an agreement that you had. You were dumb enough to sign that contract. Why did you do that? Now you got to live with it. Go out, play. The owners tell them how many games to play, play, and then we won't have a 2021 season. Basically, we'll have like 60 regular season games and a playoffs and then no season. And that's what we'll have for two years. And baseballs will be dead. Stick a fork in it, Spader. It's not happening, dude. If they take, if they if they can play this year and still have 2021 and they don't play in 21, dead. It'll be behind the NBA for the first time ever. The NBA will be the second most popular sport in this country. I'm switching to hockey. You're switching to hockey? <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough too. I can't wait till the NHL comes back. Seriously, and they're, they're going to be the first ones. Oh, man. This, this whole thing is just ridiculous, though. It... it what frustrates me so much is beyond baseball is you see today there's like you know like a million people in Brooklyn right now rallying for whatever they're rallying for and two weeks ago people were dying in their homes in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. and they're being forced to just sorry it's not safe to bury them and the I don't know. The situation the country's in right now is such a mess, and it just spills into baseball, and it drives me nuts because that's supposed to be the one thing that we are able to, like, you know, we can lean on, and we can say, okay, we can take a break from reality, and, you know, let's let's give us some baseball, and we can't even do that right now because these two sides can't seem to agree. They can't, and baseball can't blame this on COVID anymore. It's like they've had their opportunities to get a deal, okay? You can't blame it. You had your chance. 
We got through the COVID. You've had a chance to get back on the field. There's no more of this. The only reason you don't want to play 80 games owners is because you won't make the profit that you need to, to make. And the only reason the players don't want to play is because they're treating this like it's the CBA. I've talked to a number of different players who um, aren't um, playing now but, you know, are still connected with the game. And all of them said the same thing. They're like, this is not the CBA. This is not the hill to die on. It's not. But they're doing it. Well, yes, because they came out with that statement. They said, all right, force us back to work, which is basically saying, all right, we'll go back to work this year, but if you don't give us everything we want, we're not playing next year. And that's what's going to happen. They need to come up with a solution here, and they need to come up with it fast. Because now we're at a point and, and it's going to go to grievance and keep, keep, people keep hitting me up. Oh, man, if it goes to grievance, it's not going to delay anything. They can keep talking. No, they won't. They won't talk until the grievance is heard. So there's another day. And then you have to bounce back from that grievance, come up with a game plan. So there's another two days. So now we're three more days besides for that. And I haven't heard anything that's going on today. It's Sunday. So do you I think really, anything's going to be announced by the end of next week? No. I thought it. I thought it was going to be done by Monday. To be honest with you, I even tweeted it. Not even now close. I feel, now I feel like an asshole. Well, I thought the owners would kill my throat. Thank God this shit came out about the Yankees because otherwise I would look like such a smacked ass. Not that I don't. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. What I'm, I thought the owners were going to cave, dude. Seriously. So did I. I thought it was done. I thought the owners were just going to say, "All right, let's get back out there. We'll give you this," but. Again, the, if the players agree to something, you're dumb enough to agree to it. Read the damn print next time. Um, here's my other thing. Where's the best player in the game right now? Where is Mike Trout? I mean, I know he doesn't want to be the voice of baseball, but he's the best player in the game. He's the best player since Barry Bonds. Why hasn't Mike Trout come out and said something about this? I mean, it's nice that Max Scherzer tweeted something. Max Scherzer is a nice name, but the best player in the game by far is Mike Trout. And I'm waiting for him to say something. Let's go, Mike. You know, to me, he should be more vocal. And, and I've, ooh, I've always questioned myself as to telling what a player should and shouldn't do, especially off the field. But come on. Like, where is Mike Trout in all this? His voice, he has a big say, doesn't he? If he came back and said, listen, we got to get back to playing. Let's do this. I feel like at least some players would jump on the bandwagon a little bit. And maybe even owners would listen. He's not going to say anything. I know he's not. Because he has nothing to gain. Well, he can get them back to playing. That's something to gain. He has nothing to lose either. What's he going to lose by coming out and saying something? If Mike Trout says anything that is true to what he believes he will lose fans and people don't even know who mike trout is which blows my mind still the the fact that like he is not michael jordan of this era major league baseball does not tout him the way that he should it it, it, it's ridiculous and uh i i just i think he's gonna remain silent for the duration of his career that's too bad it, it, it really saddens me that like you know how much I love the numbers, and Mike Trout here is having his Hall of Fame numbers impacted by this bullshit. Yeah, it is. It's very frustrating, and it's sad because we don't have anything to distract us. Remember when you and I were talking like <laughs> a couple of months ago saying, hey, at least we'll have baseball in July. Or yeah. You, you thought, June. <laughs> hey, at least we'll have baseball by July 4th, man. That'll be great. Nope. I have legitimately watched every single movie 
on Amazon, Netflix, and Disney. I got nothing left, dude. I'm yeah. going to watch this Sosa McGuire thing. Was that the long summer? And that's it. I have nothing left to watch. I'm trying to learn stuff, but I'd love to see some baseball. Just some, you know The Korean gonna... thing's not doing it for me either. You know what? No, it's... It's garbage it's baseball. It's like watching high school baseball. Yeah, it's horrible. With you. But you, you know what I've been watching? Uh, it's been pretty good is the uh, Hannibal series. I'm going to have to check it out. So what channel was yeah. that on? I, I, I'm telling you. I think it was um, Amazon or okay. uh, Netflix or something. But they're coming out. So it stopped in 2015 after three, se- uh, three seasons. But they're bringing it back as a oh. fourth season but also a first season. So instead of calling it Hannibal, they're calling it uh, Clarice. It's, really? It's, it's oh, awesome. that weird guy from like Scandinavia is in it too. He's an awesome actor. I don't yeah. know what his name is, but I just saw it. He's a terrific actor. Dude, it, it is absolutely awesome. And I have been like entrenched All in right. this. Every free moment I have has been uh, watching this. Yo, you'll get a kick out of this. I just got a um, DM from a, an old coworker of yours. Yeah. Matt Cahill. Mm-hmm. Uh, wants me to come with the junkies tomorrow. Good. Just say my name like 30 times. <laughs> Should I? Yeah. Plub and, uh, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll absolutely. And pub our thing. Hilarious. Yeah, pub our, pub our show too. His name's Drab, by the way. Yeah, Drab t-shirt, right? Yeah, Drab. So uh, nobody knows what we're talking about, so let's get back to baseball. Sorry. All right. We got... <laughs> We got one more thing. Let's do some Spader stats now. I know we did the Yankees, but I want to do some McGuire stuff. So it's time for Spader stats, 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 stats. Okay. What do you got for McGuire? McGuire. Um, so he doesn't get the credit that he deserves as probably the most prolific home run hitter in history. Uh, in fact, he averaged 50.4 home runs per 162 games played throughout his career. And, of course, people are going to spin that whole, you know, PEDs and all that stuff. But the fact of the matter is he played in an era where pitchers who were throwing him those pitches were taking the same shit, right? And not only that, but he's taking things that were, you know, technically banned and everything. But it's visible to everybody in the locker room. You know, you could, you could see it. He didn't hide it. it. It just wasn't a thing in baseball. It's like Greenies in the 70s. And um, I, I think that McGuire kind of just uh, was a scapegoat in all of this. But what blows my mind the most is that Barry Bonds could return to baseball, go 213 for 213 with 213 home runs, and McGuire would still have hit home runs at a greater rate than Barry Bonds. Oh, my God. Seriously. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> Like, no one should have more home runs than Barry Bonds in any sort of <laughs> any sort of stat. And this, what would you say? It was like 50.1 home runs per 162 games? 50.4. 50. 50.4. For his career. Yeah. I mean, just go back to like ni- from 96 to 99. 52 home runs, 58, 34, and 24. So that was 52, 58, 70, and 65. Who does that? It's absurd. Yeah. and he, Well, here's the deal with McGuire, and I'll just go back through his um, his career for you real quick. And we have not seen the Sosa McGuire thing. We're going to talk about it later in the week because we're taping beforehand. We had a big conversation about Sosa last week, I think two times, one with just us and then Christopher Kampka. Uh, but 
with McGuire, and all this comes back to baseball cards with me. 86, he comes up. 87, he was the biggest name in sports for, I don't know, a few few months during that season. He hit 49 home runs. Was he juiced up then? Did Kitseko get to him by then? I'm not sure, but I know What are you eight- talking about? 87? Yeah. It was no, the rabbit so ball year. Here's the thing. Here's the thing is everybody puts the um, – they say it's Kinseiko, and it's not. There was somebody who uh, was lifting on Muscle Beach with um, uh, what the hell is his name Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that, yeah, he's. I heard and, that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, he is the real godfather of steroids in baseball, and it drives me up a wall. I'm not going to even say his name because you know that's not my stuff. But it drives me up a wall that he's in the Hall of Fame, and then he speaks out against these guys when he knows damn well. Who? <laughs> that he brought it into baseball. I'm not saying it. You know I'm not going The guy's in the Hall of Fame? No, one individual. I'm, I'm talking about one individual specifically. All right, so Kitseko said he injected him, but it must have been later. So McGuire hits 49 in his rookie year. He's the hottest rookie ever. His rookie card is 85 tops rookie card. He's in a, he's in a USA hat. And it came out because he was with Team USA in 84 in the Olympics. That was a tremendous yep. team. Odeby McDowell, Corey Snyder. I mean, there were some awesome names on that do 84 you, Olympic team. Do you remember how much his rookie card was worth in, like, 1998 and what it's worth now? Yeah, it was worth – like, if you had a mint condition one, it was well over $1,000. Yeah, and, and now, now you can now find it's, like, 100? 50 bucks. Yeah, maybe. you can find a mint one pretty cheap. I, I actually – it's funny. Um, I was talking about this very thing with uh, Ravel recently about how the value – he specifically was uh, – uh, deep with the uh, Jordan stuff, you know, the value of all mm-hmm. that stuff because of the, um, what was it, last dance or whatever. And um, I was talking about McGuire and how when I was uh, nine years old, I was like, I, oh, man, I want to sign McGuire ball. And I, you'd look online and they'd be like 1500 bucks. I got two of I, them. I bought one recently just to appease the inner child in me. Mm-hmm. It was fifty nine ninety nine. That Certi- sucks. Certified by like PSA oh. and MLB. It's got you know all the stickers on it and everything. And oh. It just blows my mind. Seriously, because I got him to sign like two of them. I went up there and I, he signed two baseballs for me. And ah. you, what you're telling me, because they were, I could have gotten like three hundred bucks from him a few years ago. But what you're telling me is no way. Fifty nine ninety nine, man. That's here, what I got up for. I'm looking up the Maguires here. You can get uh, $127 for a, a 8 out of 10. His 1990, his 1987 Tops rookie card, the second one, was uh, that's 105 bucks. I see it as high as like $400. If you get it, uh, let's see, is this a 10? Uh, $700 between four and $700 for a really nice. Yeah, but think mint think one. about it. 20 years ago, yeah. it was worth 10 times as much. And then think about the time value of money. I don't want to. And all of that. It just, it's, it's crushing me. Like, what's worth more now? My, my Will Clark autographs or my Mark McGuire autographs? Probably Because he Will never Clark, used to honestly, autograph things. Probably Will Clark. Oh, no. That's just sad. So, anyways, I got another McGuire story. And before I get into that McGuire story, 1988, it brought me back to the game. If you listen to the show, you know I didn't watch in 95. I didn't watch 96 to the World Series. Didn't watch 97 to the World Series. And then 98, I came back because of the chase. It brought me back. It was that important. So a few years later, what was the year? 99, right? That was the All-Star game I tell you about. 
So in after, yeah, after McGuire hits him like over the Sitco sign, and it was just the most amazing thing. That as as crazy as the uh, Ted Williams and the in the All Century team, the most lasting image I have is McGuire hitting baseballs over just to the moon. And then after everything, I went down, I got my interviews. I got on the wrong bus. I got on the player's bus instead of the media bus. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to sit here. This is awesome. So sitting in front of me was Robbie Alomar. And he was, I believe, with a tennis player at the time. He was dating a tennis player. So Alomar was there. On the other side was Palmiro and his girl. And then sitting right behind me was Mark McGuire. And we all got off the bus and I got in the elevator. I'm like, screw this, man. I'm just going to get in the elevator, see how far I can go to hang out with these guys. McGuire is in there. And what was I, 25? I probably weighed about 140. And I would say, yeah, yeah. I, I ballooned up to 182 muscle years later. But you're, I was, you're, what, you're what, 5'10"? Yeah, I was. I'm shrinking, by the way. I'm like 5'8 <laughs> and 3 quarters now. It just, everything in my life is just going to hell. And oddly, I'm very happy right now. So anyways, uh, got into the elevator with him. Dude's forearms, and I'm serious, the dude's forearms were bigger than my thighs. And I don't have big legs or anything. I kind of got chicken legs, but I've never seen an individual that big. Just, he was he was a lumberjack. And I would have never fucked with that man. He <laughs> literally could have ripped my head off my body. I believe that. He was that oh, big. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. And I'm listening to, you know, Robbie Alomar talk to his girl too. That was a great trip. 99 All-Star game, one of the highlights of my life. So anything else to talk about that? I mean, Maguire or Sosa, Sosa was the better player, right? No, it's just it's just funny to me that like you're Wait, you're saying Sosa's better than Maguire? Yeah. No, absolutely not. He's not? No way. What do you mean? Maguire didn't even play defense. He was a gold glove caliber first baseman. Yeah, for like a couple of years. No, McGuire was a great defensive first baseman, and he was an on-base machine. Never struck out. And when I say never struck out, of course, he had seasons where he had like, I don't know, 140, 150. But he, he was doing that when he was hitting a home run. Like, his home run to strikeout rate was 0.5. Dude, McGuire's body was broken by 1991. I mean, that guy, it, it, I know you're saying the defense thing, but he might have had four or five years, and after that, it was just gone. I don't think you can really say anything about him defensively unless you want to take his first three or four years. No, McGuire, McGuire was, was the better of the two, in my wholesome opinion. 394 on base percentage, 588 slugging percentage, OPS plus, 63% above league average. Um, he was 163 OPS plus? career yep and that's and then that's that's hold on real quick that's on base plus slugging adjusted to era correct yes okay and sammy sosa by those same metrics you've got a 344 on base percentage more uh 50 points below a three or 534 slugging 50 points below and then an adjusted ops of 128 okay that that man was better than mcguire what about the like the best five years i told you those amazing years for mcguire so sosa goes 66 63 50 64 and 49 home runs of course uh, right how about how about 52 58 70 65 i know those guys like but, come on but i'm glad we're talking about them because the 98 chase kind of got forgotten didn't it 
Yeah, it, it, it did because I, I specifically, it's, it's funny you say that. I was in Disney World when McGuire hit the um, record-breaking home run, 62. Huh. And um, uh, I was, let me think, I, was, uh, I probably just turned 10 years old. And I remember my father saying to me, you will never see this happen again in your life. And then sure enough, Barry Bonds, <laughs> three years later, breaking the record as well. <laughs> that's that's amazing. They should both be in the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about that. Right? You wouldn't I, disagree I, I've with said, that. I've said many times that Sosa belongs in the Hall of Fame, but Mark McGuire deserves a damn statue. That's in, in um, St. Louis. No, outside of the Museum of the Hall of Fame. Oh, outside. Yep. But why? Why does he get the statue? Because he saved baseball. Well, so and did Sammy then. Yeah, see, that's what everybody always says, and it gets me fired up. The fact of the matter is Mark McGuire was chasing this home run record in 1996. Yeah, and it didn't happen. In 97, and then 98, of course. And um, Sosa didn't even become part of the equation until, what, June 1998, when he hit, I think it was uh, 21 home runs in June. But that's when it all got carried away. Spader. People were watching Mark McGuire, and it was a nice show. But nobody started paying attention to that chase until Sosa went off. I disagree. Because now was... you got two guys battling with each other. That's nah, why it, it really because, came up. Yeah, see how easy we forget. It was, it was McGuire versus uh, Griffey before it was McGuire versus Sosa. Not in that year. That year, you were talking about June, when Sosa went off was when the home run chase really started kicking in. McGuire was a sideshow, a total freak show. We know that. But things really got out of hand. I'm, I'm wonder, you know, We'll watch that special later, and I wonder what people say. My recollection is, because I was calling baseball for the Grace Harbor goals in Washington State, and I remember it was right around the time when, when, they, when it started warming up out there. It was June, and when Sammy got going, then it was a huge story because there were two guys going back and forth. That's what it was. And most people were rooting for McGuire over Sosa. McGuire was the, was, was the lover boy. Most people were rooting for him. We'll see when they show you, the documentary. But my what, recollection what, what, of that is when it really went off when Sosa was pushing McGuire. And the, every day we're checking those two, right? We're not checking McGuire and Maris, who was 37 years before, 30-something years before. We're checking two guys every night going back and forth. So one thing that I think it gets lost with Sosa is um, his best season was 2001. And I think we may have talked about this before, but he was so good that year. And he just didn't turn it on until like the last four months of the season. Because when I think back to 2001, I automatically, I think if I think home run chase, I'm like Barry Bonds and Luis Gonzalez. Because as you remember, Luis Gonzalez, I think he hit 57 that year. But he was well in the, like, I'm, I'm going for this record uh, talk. But Sosa had a better final four months of the season than Bonds did. He hit 49 home runs to Bonds 45. And um, he outhit him in many ways and led the league in uh, intentional walks that year. Finished second in MVP and then... You know, that, that season just kind of goes by the wayside. And I, I really don't think it should because it's one of the best seasons in baseball history. It, 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 we, we talk often about, you know, the advanced metri metrics and stuff. But look at his RBI count. 
160 in 160 games. That man was good for a run a game. And he scored 146 runs. That's one of the best seasons of baseball history that somehow is never talked about. They're, neither one of them's getting in anytime soon. I don't even think the Veterans Committee. I still think there's players pissed off at both those guys. Which at like, this point, it's just like get, <laughs> so many of them. Let's just either take everyone out or put them in. They, listen, you have to be a great player to put up the numbers. Sure. Steroids, PDs, they're going to supercharge you. You're going to be better than you would have been without. But these guys were both terrific players to begin with. I like um, uh, Schmidt's take the best, and Bob Gibson's as well. They said put them in, you know, if that stuff was available at the time and I didn't have uh, full knowledge and everything, I'd have taken it. What do you say when guys, no steroid guys belong in the Hall of Fame? What do you tell them? Well, I don't even know what to say. It frustrates me a great deal, especially when it comes from guys who are in the Hall of Fame who I know have taken stuff. Yeah. Because there are there are a number of them, Dude. and um, if you know if anybody wants a hint, go back to the um, episode when we had Mike uh, Mike Schmidt, and um, I asked him about one individual, and it, it just frustrates me to no end that this is the um, this is the hill that those guys are going to die on, and I don't know what to what purpose it serves. I don't know what purpose it serves either. Maybe they thought they got cheated, but it was ridiculous. <laughs> did you know? Did you know Sammy Sosa was thirty thirty three uh, two times? That's it. I thought he did it more. I uh, he was I a speedster. Have, That's why. Again, I thought that I he was the better all around player. I didn't know he did it once. The guy had over two hundred stolen bases, didn't he? Uh, for his career. He's had to have had over 200 stolen bases, especially when he was younger. 234, wow, yeah. Yeah, what, he has 234? Yes. Dude, so, yeah, and he ran with the White Sox, too. Don't forget, everybody remembers he had very little amount of time with the White Sox at the beginning. Like, he ran his ass off because I was living in – I remember going to White Sox games in 1990, Cubs and White Sox games. I remember this really skinny guy that was just fast. I didn't even think about his power because I, I don't think he had a lot of power. He's a really skinny dude, and he was really fast, and that's what I knew I knew about him. And he didn't really start going until, what, probably mid-'90s? What was his first really big year? I guess I can type it in and stop being so lazy. I think 1994 with the Cubs. 94 was, was his. Here we go. He got it 300. I'd say 93 five. even. 93 power-wise, he had 33 home runs. But you're right. Like once he, he hit 36 in 95 and then 96 he hit 40. So, yeah. Yeah. you got, He hit 40 home runs in 124 games in 1996. Wow. These guys were awesome. They really were. I was upset at him, too, everybody. All you don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I was furious with him, too, at the time. You get over it after a little while. You start looking back at history. You start looking at eras. And you start, or at least for me, and I know you're like this, your mind opens up a little bit. You just look at the talent. You got to take it that way. That's how I do it. If you want to be pissed off for the rest of your life that nobody belongs in the Hall of Fame if they use performance-enhancing drugs, by all means, go ahead and be angry about that. Now, just, nobody nobody is worse than the individual who's like, um, no, Henry Aaron is the real home run champion because he did it on um, whatever the hell they say. And then, you know, Babe Ruth did it on 
beer and hot dogs and all that shit. All those guys tried PEDs too. What did they Ruth just didn't try? Have a, lamb testicle? Did, uh, I think it was sheep testicle sheep for testicle. Ruth. Yeah. And um, then you go back to even Pud Galvin is one of my favorites. Pud Galvin took uh, monkey elixir, which was a uh, an injection made from monkey balls. Yeah, I don't understand the fascination with animal balls. I live in Denver, and they're like Rocky, Rocky Mountain oysters trying them. No, I don't want to eat testicles. Yeah, wait. What, I don't what have animal, to do that. What animal is that? I think that's a sheep. Uh, yeah, yeah, sheep, sheep nuts. I'm out. I'm out on this. You know, I, don't, I don't understand. They're like, oh, try it. You might like it. No, I don't. I don't. I. You know what? If one of my greatest life's pleasures, if I have to pass that up, that it would have been. I'm, I'm fine with that. If, if um, sheep's testicles would have been my favorite, then I'm okay passing up. See, th- this is this is again why you got to watch uh, Hannibal. Okay, because <laughs> because they eat humans' testicles. Oh, that's awful too. That's abhorrent. <laughs> Makes me not want to watch it now. What are you watching, dude? All right, buddy, we did it. We got through the show, and if you think we talked a lot of Sosa McGuire tonight, we'll talk a whole bunch about it later in the week. Sound good? What do you got going on? Anything? What's going on with the website? What's up on the aceofspader.com? I'm still working on the uh, third book, aceofspader.com. I just, uh, What's the book? Un- unwittingly. Uh, the book is on um, every ball player who was also in the service. But um, the uh, website, unwittingly, uh, I, I renewed it. Because I guess it does it automatically. So I just had like $1,200 withdrawn from my account without my knowledge. $1,200? It's something like that. It's 100 a month? I, I don't recall. You should just turn it into a porn site because those always make money. Yeah, maybe, you know. You want to uh, be one of my actors? I got nothing better to do. <laughs> all right buddy let's get out of here we will be back later in the week and we'll talk about sosa and mcguire this is a fun show by the way he's spader i'm kushner this is the walk-off